This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. Chris Saxman back here on the VIP podcast brought to you by VCTA, the Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free, of which I am its executive director. Joining us today is a repeat VIP, Delegate Chris Head. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Happy crossover. Happy crossover. Or cheers. That's yeah. what we do in the General Assembly buildings. <laughs> we drink coffee in the morning. Uh, so tell us about session. What's going on? A lot and not much. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Isn't that a line out, out of the sun also rises? How did you how did you go bankrupt? You know, two ways. Slowly right? at first. You know, you know, <laughs> slowly and then suddenly. Well, it's, right? it's like we were talking. It is, weird it before, is the same sort of thing. Before we went on there, we were talking about changing diapers, right? This is, right. Yeah. That's what dads do. Right. Um, um, and you know, how's raising children? It's a lot, but not much. Yeah. They're not. But um, it's a lot, but you don't realize what you're really building sometimes. And we, and we talked. You know, I bought a le- piece of legislation on broadband and railroads. Difficult to comp- difficult to get a difficult to well, and that's, So and let's that's, talk about that bill well, uh, as an example of, of it takes a lot to get well, things done, but this is not going to be a motivator. Before we got started, you had asked me the question of 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 uh, we just in chatting when you said you know there's not been a lot of bomb throwing and there hasn't been no. you know wh- why we're not seeing the pyrotechnics that yeah. we sometimes see, and I think part of that is. It's an election year in brand new districts, and everybody's kind of trying to figure out, you know. And and, and you also know, you got a split government here, right. so right. anything that gets too outlandish in the House, the Senate's going to kill. Anything too outlandish in the Senate, the House is going to kill. Well, let's, so let's back up a little bit up on a little the redistricting bit. election overlay. It's not new, but this year is very new because these districts are going to be permanent. And you've been through a number of reelections, including I think right after the most recent redistrictings. Um, is that is that new redistricting dynamic that much different this year? I, you know, I don't I don't know. Uh, I think so. It certainly is for me because it's changed what I'm running for. Because um, right. I'm going to be running I'm running for, for Senate now instead of for, for re-election because right. my house district was blown to smithereens. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot of different dynamics with it. But I think as much as anything, you've got you've got that coming in and people. Being measured a little bit more, and I think you've also then got just the dynamic of the split chambers, uh, keeping it a little bit more measured. And because it's an election year, everybody's ready to get through, get out, go home, and get yeah, started. Why, why take the hard vote in your chamber if the other chamber is going to defeat it? So why do that? Why, why you know? I, I mean, I mean, there are times when it is important to do that. Of course, uh, but right, it, it, seemed, it seemed like to your, to your point and to our previous conversation. Um, Lack of pyrotechnics. There's just not a lot of red meat this year. It seems like it's, it, the, the churn is going on. These are there's a lot of important bills that people aren't going to get excited about back home. Well, you and you and you mentioned because we were chatting a little earlier about the about my broadband bill. Um, I have a bill that is uh, uh, going to be limiting what railroads can charge, how long they can take to allow a broadband company to cross the railroad track. Right. The easement for that. Right. Uh, because that has been a real barrier, and so what we've done is in the bill that's in the, in the companion bill that uh, Senator Stanley is carrying has already passed the Senate, and mine passed the House yesterday, um, and then we'll you know so so this is this is moving down the track here, no pun intended, or maybe pun <laughs> well actually across the track yes, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know you say that it's not a real sexy 
no kind of thing. Um, that's not going it, on a bumper sticker. Right. It's it, not it, going it on is. a brochure. But, but when you have a chance to then talk to constituents about it and say, look, we got this done. And they may initially go, yes, yeah, so. Um, and then you explain it just a little bit of why it's important. And then everybody goes, oh, that's great. You know, that, yeah. but, I mean, they, but they agree but with it's, you. They, but they it's agree, not, you but know. it's not anything that, you know, it's just like, that's just, you know. That's not a just, brochure bill. Well, but it's, but you know, Chris, it kind of is in the sense that what people are, what, what I had the opportunity to or do with this is days? governing. I mean, are right? people, I mean, is, and the, I th is the political market shifting? Well, here's what I think people are really hungry for is there need to be some adults in the room. Right. And, you know, I think if you can start carrying policies, carry, or carrying, carrying legislation and promoting policies that demonstrate that this is just sober-minded Just governance. get stuff done. Get it done. Just get right. it done. Get it and, done. And, and I, I think... Uh, at least that's what, what I, I, mean, I, well, I mean, that for the most part, mean, I've always tried to do that. Right, but, Virginia, uh, Virginia is a bellwether. And if we are changing American politics and people have been clamoring for years or saying that they want people to just get the work done and work across the aisle, and, and, but it never seems to happen. It seems to get uh, gradually worse. Well, but if Virginia is changing because of the dynamics of redistricting and it's like, look, this is an election year, we're not going to do crazy stuff. The, 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 uh, the message of the most recent elections is don't do this crazy stuff anymore. And maybe the market is changing towards that. Maybe. And we'll, and we'll see what, what happens on, on this. It's going to be uh, very different at the same time. At the same time, not to be contradictory, but this is sort of the world of politics, right? You, uh, it's, it's, I'm it's, just exploring it's, it's where it comes real from. time here. At the same time, we've got a lot of folks, particularly uh, out my way, that are just really anxious for us to take a stand on the things that are traditional value statement kind of things and really do something to reverse feel. You've got the, the, the issues with schools and parental rights. Um, school choice bills. School choice bills and parental rights as far as notification of what's going on with their child in the school. You're, you're feeling a lot of that pressure. I, I'm, I, I, I hear a lot from that. You I mean, do. That, I mean from, from home, I hear people talk about that. Uh, when you start talking about the uh, the knowing of what they're being taught in the schools, and as well as as you know what's is, going is on as far as content, is that the number one issue in the Republican base right now? Uh, Parental rights schools. That's that's a choice. that's that's a big one. That's a big one. Equal to that is the the judicial reforms that were put into place uh, in the interest of trying to. Uh, beyond, for lack of a better thing, beyond the side of the criminal, that's what we passed on. You know, when when we were completely out of control. I mean, okay. And and people want that rolled back. Um, it, people do not like the fact that we released a lot of felons. They, they want uh, they want law are, and order. These are not old adages. These are you know safe streets, better schools. That's what they low want. taxes, low taxes, crime right. taxes, education. Keep the roads paved. Stay out of my life. Basic stuff. Right. Just, you're, you know, from and the valley, you're from and, the western and, part of the right. state. Right. And that's, and, and that's, you know, by and large, people want to be able to live their lives and, and not be, you know, not, not be controlled. So yeah, much. I was, I was, uh, when I was back in my day, <laughs> when I was in the house. Back when I was standing in front of you, when <laughs> yeah, I was right, like, you were testifying in front of my committee. Yeah. Oh, that's ironic. That's so funny. I got on the elevator with a uh, senator, now senator from Fairfax County, and he was just like, oh, God. 
people won't leave me alone. I'm like, what's, what's going on? He's like, these people back home, they're, they're all over me on X, Y, and Z, and ABC. And I'm like, well, okay, sorry, man. That's the job. That's the job, dude. <laughs> well, congratulations. 18,000. Yeah. Yeah. Understand that going to the grocery store, particularly if you go by yourself, is going to take longer. Oh, in our area, yeah. it does. Yeah. In his area, it doesn't because they're anonymous. Because in, in Northern Virginia, they're, they, they can't break through the media barrier. And so they have to do anything. Anyway. Oh, and he goes, well, what do they contact you about? I'm like, nothing. My people want to be left alone, and they mean it. And so, and, and we come from the same part of the state. Right. Like, Look, and if the, and just do the basics. The thing is, if they do contact you, then you dead gum well better listen. That's right. Right? And do something about it. If, if those people. If it's possible. Because if, if, it's bad enough, if it's bad enough to come to you out right. there, uh, it, it needs and, to be and not, well, I'll see him at the ball game. I'll see him at church. I'll see him at the food line. You know, we know where he is. We can get him back home. But if we have to come to Richmond to talk to you, there's an issue. There's a, there's a sure enough an issue, yes. right? And and of course, you know, when we're when we're back home, uh, the the interesting thing, like at church, almost every week, somebody will say, "So, how are things in Richmond?" And I'll go, you know, they're asking me this in June. And I go, I don't know. <laughs> what I used to get a lot is, "Hey, how are things in DC?" I said, like, "Well, you know, it's a crazy town." Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say, right? Yeah, yeah, we're not we're, we're not, not in we're DC, yeah. and I'm I'm only there. During session right, or for right, a committee meeting, because right. yeah, because what I'm, I'm out here probably once or twice a month, but that's right. when we're not in session. But uh, but people don't people don't understand that, uh, or they'll see if if Betsy's with me and we're at, at church, people will say, "I bet you're glad to have him home," and it's like, well, yeah, he not really, is. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is most of the time. Have you, you met know? him? <laughs> Well, let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about that dynamics that have changed over time. You talked about when you came and testified before Joint Commission Administrative Rules, when I was on that commission, and now you're in the House looking to be in the Senate. What's changed? Well, for one thing, I, I now sit on Joint Commission. <laughs> I do. No, I'm know. not coming before the commission. Uh, so uh, which I thought that, that was, a, that was a, a real interesting thing to I still remember your have, testimony. have sta standing in front of it and, and, and then coming forward. Well, I mean, it, it, so, so politics so has changed? changed so much. Yeah, yeah, from you know, there it, to there. I mean, it, internet, it, social media, iPhones. That's that's what's changed. That's what's changed is everything is, and, and, and just in the 12 years that I have served here, the, the increase of the uh, influence on that. Morning hour now with points of personal privilege, that used to not take so long. And if it did, it was because somebody was really making a point. And now what you're doing is pandering to YouTube, uh, right? Oh. And, more performance, and you, you've got a lot more performance going on, and and uh, you know, and it's you know, why did why in the world did they waste our time with that? And it was so weird. But none of it bubbles up. up. None of it gets out. Well, it does to their little base, and that's the problem: is that we've created people that live in bubbles, and they don't understand as much. And there's there's always been a certain element of that. I mean, I, you know, living. Living in you know, live in live in Botetourt County, have represented Roanoke and a little part of Roanoke City, and there are colleagues that uh, so we serve with from uh, from you know Fairfax that believe I'm in far southwest Virginia, right? They don't understand. I mean, they just don't understand the geography of the state, and they don't understand the things that we deal with. And I remember my first year here. This this still is an issue, and and it's going to be more. It, it's exacerbated by the redistricting because the population centers get more. And we get fewer and fewer representatives out in the West because our population isn't growing as much. But having a, a conversation with a group of lobbyists my first year here, Israel O'Quinn and I got asked to go out to dinner with a group of folks from Northern Virginia. We didn't know why. We figured that it was something that had to do with transportation and the okay. transportation bill that was coming right, right, up right. at you. Right. 
And, and they got to the end of the, of the conversation. And I remember real well, one of them finally said, we go to serve dessert. And we're sitting there talking. And then one of them leaned over and said, so what do folks out your way think about folks in Northern Virginia? Y'all don't want to know. And I said, <laughs> I sat there and I did a true story. I said, I, I said, you want an honest answer? And I said, yeah. I said, well, a bunch of folks out there would really love it if you'd secede. <laughs> and they leaned forward and said, I guess you'd really want that tax revenue, though, still, wouldn't you? And I leaned right back and I said, and I think we'd be just fine without it. Thank you very much. And then that sort of set the stage for right. a little bit more testy conversation. And then it was about what transportation. Right. Well, I'm well, and then, and then it came down and they, and they honestly, honestly going to say, they said, you don't understand. We've got roads up there that have not been repaved in 10 years. And I looked over at Israel and we both looked back and said, you don't understand. We got roads our way. They've never been paved. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they were like, no. And I said, there are people in well, far South West Virginia that still have outhouses. dynamic. You know? that you, the regionalization, the balkanization of Virginia is, you know, the North Virginia folks think they fund the rest of the state. Okay, fine. But their legal framework by which you have grown is, protect, that that's, is, is yes, protected is by, protected by, by the ROVA. Right. And, and believe me, you know, and I, and I said, so, so we have transportation needs on our way. And I said, we got bridges that haven't been repaired in 50 years. Well, and also, and, now that's, speaking, and now that's being, you know, taken yeah, care of. This is 12 years speaking, ago. The, the tax yeah, revenue right. from the Commonwealth back in the day, from the textiles, tobacco, uh, agriculture funded all the road construction in Northern Virginia that allowed them to grow out. That's so, exactly and we right. can't get into this balkanization. No. You know, we know better than you. That does not help. Well, the, 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 other, the other issue camaraderie here. That, that you hear discussed when people out our way start talking about it and get, uh, get, get edgy about it is that a significant number of the people in Northern Virginia are not Virginians. You know, they, oh, they, they, right. in, in that they, you know, they, they, not only they weren't born and raised here, but they're not going to stay here. They're going to come in and they're going to vote for a few things and then they're going to leave because the, tr the, the, the turnover is right. fairly significant when you get into those markets. Whereas it's not out our way. I mean, you know, I'm I'm unusual in that I didn't grow up where I serve, right? Uh, I'm not from there. I'm a Georgia boy natively, but I've been, lived in Virginia for nearly 35 years. Right. Lived in in the Roanoke Valley for 27. Yeah, you're a newbie. And I'm, but I'm a newbie, right? They keep electing me, mm -hmm. but I'm, but I'm a newbie, and 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 that's you know, but I'm, but we're, I'm not going anywhere, you know, right. and they my, know my, I'm not my, going my anywhere. My 84 year old father bought the house he lives in that I grew up in high school, 1979. Some people in town still refer to it as Charlotte Burnett's house. Right. Miss Burnett's house. Right. Because <laughs> that's how they remember it. Because that's, that's what it always was. Right. right. And so the, that's, that's what the culture is right. out our way. And I think that's precious and I think it's important. And, and, but those dynamics, you have to find a way then when we're sitting down talking with the people that, and, and again, I really believe that the people that, that, are representing their districts. If you're going to do this, you're this. This has to be a calling. You've got some people that pop in and then pop right back out. And you know, we've seen over the years people that right. serve one or two terms and then yeah. are gone. But if you've been here any length of time, you do this because you are representing your constituents and you're really legitimately trying to make a difference in their lives and in the lives of the Commonwealth. Because, as a whole. because let's be honest, for seventeen thousand six hundred forty-two dollars a year, you traipse all the way from Botetourt County to Richmond. And live here during part of the year, most well, the session, and it's not easy. No, it's not, it, this is public service because it, there's no there's no wealth creation. <laughs> well, here. and no, and, and you know, it, it's you know, feet on the floor at five in the morning, and you are falling back into the bed late at night, and then rolling up and doing it again the next day. No, it's exhausting. And and it's long days. I mean, it, and there's you know, they're they're just long, long days, but it's important work. And it and people say, <laughs> people ask all the time too, are you having fun? It's the wrong question. There are moments when it really is fun. 
but mostly it it's is work. just work, but it's very satisfying work if you're actually accomplishing something. Right. And the accomplishing can either be getting something done or keeping something really egregious from being done. What, because what, there's some of that too that you you've know, got to be able to see. Let's talk about that. We're at crossover. Stop. You know, you talked about the third rails issues that have not come up, usually the hot button issues. When I would go home in session, they say, y'all, y'all talk about is abortion. I'm like, we never talk about abortion. The media does. The media talks about but it. But we time. don't. Right. I mean, and so the third rails that you that you discussed earlier, um, you know, on abortion and guns and whatever social issues, uh, they're not, there's no movement really from chamber to chamber. Are they being discussed in they the, are. In the political they, context? They, they are. Um, I, you know, the, the abortion has been talked about some. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a solidly pro-life guy. I would love to see there not be abortion at all, but that's not going to be reality. I don't think any time in Virginia that it's going to be completely gone. Um, you know, and 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 that's that's okay. Um, but 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 we've talked about it some, and there, I mean, you know, is, is there's it, been a are, lot of. Is the game been reset from the Dobbs decision? Like, look, since it's going back to the states, we have to come up well, with our own regulatory framework. framework now? That it it has, but it's not because because again, you know, you've got the Senate, you got Louise Lucas saying to the governor, anything you want to do, we're the brick wall. I mean, I'm the brick wall. You know, is what you would say. You know, you're going to yeah, yeah. hit that. Okay, well, I, that's fine, but. Uh, through this uh, through this session, no, nothing is going to change, and then we'll see after the outcome of the election whether we can accomplish, you know, if we can can the, the change the dynamics in those chambers, and then we'll be able to to maybe but accomplish been no something fight. along. And to, and to, and Here's to your previous point: because it's not going to move in the Senate, we're not going to move in the House. So 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 real quickly, you know, you've got you've got the abortions up there on the guns. We've had bills that have passed out of the House to try to ratchet back some of the the anti-gun legislation from the previous two years. Red flag three laws. years. The red red flag laws. You've got you've got some 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 discussion about about that. You've got the uh, I mean just a just a variety of things on that. I, I don't think any of which are going to survive the Senate right. at all. Um, election integrity I mean, I serve on privileges and elections committee. Uh, we've passed legislation out of the House to roll back early voting to 14 days instead of 45 days. 45 days early voting is a lot. Uh, wow. We passed legislation to repeal the drop box. We've passed and rolled uh, passed, passed legislation the, for motor voter the, to uh, re- return to being an opt in for voter registration rather than an opt out. That law can, has has caused problems. We've had people that went to register their trailer at their farm where they don't live, but they had to put the address of the farm, and all of a sudden, because it was opt-out, they didn't opt-out that they wanted to change their voter registration stuff, and all of a sudden, they're now registered to vote in a county that they don't live in. That's happened. You know, that, that, you know and, and it just tangles things up. So opt-in opt so, is a lot, so is a lot let's, better. Let's, so a lot, give, we, give me a, and I hate to say the bumper sticker uh, reality to election laws, or anything, but you really, you really have to get things down to three or five words. People go, oh, okay, fine, because because we live in a snippet. We sound by words. So, so, so yeah, what, would, what would be a what would be a you know a brand a title to what we need to do in election law here in Virginia? Cleaner, simpler, faster, whatever it is. Well, I, I think what uh, Kay Coles James has said about it is that it needs to be really, really easy to vote. And it needs to be really, really hard to cheat. Okay. All right. And if we can, if we can accomplish that with our legislation, where it's open to anybody that's, that's a, supposed that's a, to vote. It's an actually, Kay Coles James, a 
very much respect her, really like her. I think that's a branding element that I don't see from any part of this session. And not just election integrity, but the other issues. I, what is, is there a message that uh, Republicans are running on House or Senate that you go, yeah, we're all on this, boom, like, you know, Bob's for jobs, you know, no, no car tax cut, or whatever, whatever the issue is that's dominant. Is there, a, is there a message, is there a theme, from, from or is me, it developing? I think it is developing. Okay. I, I think it's developing. And I, but, but again, in a non-statewide year, you have less of a systemic one because you end up with the individual flavors of the elections in everybody's individual district. Right. But the, so there's, no, there's no connected dots. Oh, this is what's going on. I, I don't think so. I, I don't, That's my sense. You know, I don't see. I don't I, see like the big. There, and, and that may be coming. That may be coming. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, I mean, there's nothing really bubbling up. You talk. The governor's pushing it. For me, just out of the eye. But yeah, no, no, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, just, if there's just, a Democrat here, I'm asking the same thing. Or sitting you know, right next to you, I'd be like, "What are y'all? What are y'all doing? What's your what's your branding element here coming in the election cycle?" And you know, and and I I, I think what you, again, I think what you're going to see us pushing is you want good schools, you want to know that the content is what you want it to be, you want parental right. rights and parental involvement in those schools and involvement in the decisions that are that that are being made. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I mean. Glenn Youngkin won the election on that issue. Right. Uh, I mean, that, that, and I, and that, I would submit some members of your party and some members of the other party didn't quite get that message. I would agree. Uh, I think, but <laughs> I don't think they still do. No. Uh, no. And they're not that's paying what, attention. And, and that's what their elections attention. are for. That's right. what their yeah. elections are for. And 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 so so to your point, I think this is going to sort of bubble out in some of the local elections here. Uh, you've got that. People want safe streets. You yep. know, people want to make sure that you know people that commit crimes are doing doing the time, you right. know, we, we want safe streets. We want hardened violent criminals off the streets. And, and you've been doing work on the parole board and the report the attorney general put out. I have, I, I did some pretty big railing on Ms. Bennett uh, from the floor. I well, let's explain that to our audience who might not be fully aware that um, the attorney general put, uh, investigated, for lack of a better right. term, the parole board came out with a you know, pretty stunning report. 70 pages long. Um, and it, it, it is, the more time I spend in it, the more angry I get. Uh, it's that bad. Um, and when you've got laws that were just flat broken and laws that were ignored and uh, policies that were just ignored or, or, or modified on a whim, not following any of the Administrative Process Act, just, nah, we're not going to do it that way anymore because I don't want to do it that way anymore. Uh, making stuff up. One of the, one of the staffers for uh, Adrian Bennett said, uh, said uh, she just sort of makes it up as she goes along. Um, yeah, I mean, that's in the report. Um, and, it's, and it's outlined a lot. And as I, you know, I outlined some things. The, the, the gentleman that I highlighted, one of them that I highlighted on the, on the, the floor in the speech that I gave, was convicted of, uh, well, actually committed three armed robberies in 1996 and then was convicted in 2000 to three consecutive life sentences for the armed robbery. It was pretty, pretty violent stuff, okay? Three, three convictions, three, three cases yeah. in 1996 and was granted parole by Ms. Bennett and this parole board that, is, that, that was under the, the North administration. The problem is that the General Assembly repealed, eliminated parole. parole in 1995, the year before this guy committed the crime. So he was and, not. And then parole was moved to like 85%. Law, he, by law, he was not eligible for parole at all. Add that just 
didn't matter. And the three strikes law, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't like that. She doesn't think that's good. And her secretary of public safety, this was when Brian Moran so looked, at, looked at her mm -hmm. and said, you got to have the law changed before you can ignore that. And they got Scott Surville to carry a bill and it was defeated and she just didn't care. What was the authority then? I mean, how, I mean, if she's, if she, if, and she's a, she's a judge now. She's a judge now, <laughs> so. which also got done and, and a lot of hand wringing over, over it at the time, but she's there. And then this stuff comes out. Here's the, 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 the difficulty with it and what, what the general happen? report I mean, how, happened. How do you have a law that clear, because that's what George Allen ran on, passed, abolition of parole. I mean, I think it's up to 85% before you, you're eligible for parole. Yep. It really hammered crime. Crime was real bad in the 90s. And it, and it, was, it's, and the, and then know, it wasn't, but it's the getting bad again. federal crime bill, Joe Biden, let's not talk about that, Joe. We're fine. You can go yeah. do something else. Oh, watch the balloon. Um, <laughs> crickets. So you have a situation where the, the, uh, this person post the parole uh, abolition bill being in, enacted into law, and she just says, I'm going to parole him anyway? Yeah. How? How is that legal? It's not. <laughs> what, what the hell? It's not. <laughs> but that's the problem is, is and, you know, laws are there for the reason. And the General Assembly is who gets to make the laws. And so I, what I said was, with this report that's there, and the, and the thing that we found in the report and that, and that the Attorney General said is the difficulty is that all of the things that she's guilty of were on book by statute misdemeanors and the statute of limitations has run its course by the time we got this investigation done because nobody was looking at this before he got here. And, and by the time he was able to get in and start digging it out, it's too late to prosecute, but it's not too late for us to take some action if we needed to in the General Assembly. And so, you know, I, I said flat out, she needs to resign because it would save us some trouble. But if she's not willing to, we have to take some steps I, you know. And, and then she resigned. She had, no. She didn't resign? No. All right. Well, that'll be fun. So we'll, watch. you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, okay. You know, um, the, the, and you say, how does it happen? Laws are only good. It's like, you know, it's, it's against the law to speed. How does this happen? People just do it. And they're going to continue to do it until it becomes really expensive to not, to, 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 to continue to do that. You, you can say it's illegal to steal, but if it is. No enforcement but if there's no enforcement, people are walking. It. People are walking out of California with grocery carts full of eight hundred, nine hundred dollars worth of food and other goods, and they're not stopped by police because they can't prosecute them. Just walk out with it. Just so, walk I mean, out with it. The, just, the, right. And, and, the and point being, obviously, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't enforce the laws, if you don't take the no steps, laws. then there are no laws. It's just anarchy. And and right. and there there is a segment is, of society that thinks that that's a good thing, and it's catastrophic. Well, yeah, it's bad. Um, are folks back home talking about that? More and more. Okay, so that's bubbling. More up. and more, it's bubbling, bubbling up. up. And again, you need to go home on the weekend, see folks at church, and that. These are some of the things that people are paying attention to. Right. Um, so, you know, we hope that it'll, it, that it'll stick. You know? Okay. Um, let's wrap it up and have a little bit of fun here. What are you reading now? Any books in particular? I got one right here. Where's my camera? The, the myth, myth of left, left and right. I, you know. Left I, and right really are uh, social constructs, not actual ideological ones. Yeah. Um, Good book. I, you know, I am, I have not. I'm not, I'm not reading anything new. I'm rereading some stuff. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back to some of my old favorites with C.S. Lewis. Okay. I'm, I'm a 
I'm a, a, the, a book of his, I've given it away to some friends of mine too, but if you've never read The Abolition of Man, okay, it is my very favorite C.S. Lewis book. Okay. Um, and the reason is this was written in the late 40s and he did a review, he was asked to do a review of a, a text that would teach English grammar to the, our equivalent of about seventh grade, sixth and seventh grade. Um, and they, he read it and read one of the statements that they made at the beginning of it and thought, this is planting a seed that is going to be the destruction of the whole of creation. Mm. Uh, and he ends up calling, one of the chapters is men without chests. Mm. Okay. And the idea is that we become com completely empty vessels. There's no purpose in Well, being. it's interesting, especially at that time in, in, in uh, human history, coming after the, the great 30 years war of the World War One and World War Two. And I'm, I read a book this morning. I went back to sleep. I woke up at like 1.30. Went back to bed at like 2.30. But the book I'm reading by George Weigel is uh, the, uh, how the, the basically end of Christendom in the, in the 19th and 18th and 19th centuries and what it manifested in that time and then how it rolled out into the time you're speaking of when C.S. Lewis was writing this is that because of the destruction of the church in, in Europe in uh, the 19th century, you had this lack of mooring, this moral mooring that didn't exist anymore, and we became, you know, almost post post uh, in a modern society, and there really was no chest, well, there was no moral. Yeah, and, and, and that's and that's his whole point. Is is and it, at the, the the very end of the book, he talks about you know the the people that that want to to always see through to the thing to, to the next thing. Well, you just sort of need to see through that. You just got to we have to right. sort of see through that. That's how, I know you think it's an issue. Let's see through that. He said, you know, if you keep seeing through first principles, you've got a problem. And he, the illustration that he uses at the very end of the book when he says, well, it, you know, it's, it's really good that you can see through the window if you're looking at the garden beyond. Right. But if you see through the garden, then what good is it to see through the window if, you're, if you can't see the garden there? And he said, to continue to see through everything, then there's nothing left to, to, to see at all. And he says, eventually, to see through is the same as to not see. Right, nihilism. Because he says a holy, you know, a, whole, a holy transparent world is an invisible world. And nihilism, you don't believe in it. Yeah, and, and it there's just... There's no more. And, and there's, no, there's no mooring there at all. And, and, Let's go and to movies now. This is good stuff. Oh, gosh. I, you know... Anything new, anything exciting? Grammys were on the other night. Uh, I didn't watch it. Did you see I don't, any, I, any movies, TVs that we should be aware of? And I don't want to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, see, we could have we could have taken the whole time talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't want to talk yeah, about. It. I, I know. think it's a great football it was, team. It was, it was it was as glorious as, as a Georgia grad. Um, no, uh, TV, TV shows. Uh, I'm still a huge fan of uh, of, of Blue Bloods. Okay. Uh, just because I think that's a I, I love the fact that that's a, a really very cohesive family. Tom so uh, right is right and wrong is wrong, and at the end of the day, they all sit down around the table and are talking it over on Sunday dinner, and they are always going to say grace before the meal before anybody gets started. You know, that's just that's just what, you know, that there's just foundational stuff. It's yeah. just good old fashioned television. Uh, the Rookie is real good, uh, fun to watch. Um, okay. My wife really likes that one. Okay. Um, it's, it's, there's, there's, you know what the problem is now with entertainment is there's so daggum much stuff out there. Oh, it's, it's, there's no. You just it, drown in it. Well, it also it, it divides us because we don't have any social uh, commonality. Right. I also, I had never gotten around to it. I've just started watching The Chosen. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's that's more in you know I think that's really important and and that's I'm I'm much more drawn right now to the things that are going to keep me grounded in my faith in the midst of this crazy world because uh, I think that's going to be critically important for all of us. But uh, well, I know you've got an election coming up this year as well. New Senate district. New Senate district. Yeah. And, uh, what's the what's the what's the filing deadlines? What's all the uh, uh, filing? Well, filing opens for that in March. Uh, opens. Yeah, because it's a it's a state run primary. Okay. Uh, primary for the primary will be June the twentieth. Right. And June 20th. Uh, this is a district that runs. That's the top half of Roanoke County, all of Botetourt, all of Craig, all of Allegheny, all of Rockbridge, and about twenty five percent of Augusta, all of Stanton, all of Waynesboro. Wow. It's so a district. huge district. Uh, district. Great people, though. My gosh. I yeah, mean, it's a it's it's a it's a unique part of the world, and uh, wonderful people out there. Very consistent district too, as far mm -hmm. as the values and the kind of people oh, that are there. People. It's just it's yeah. just I mean just small towns, and again to what we were talking about earlier, it's just a bunch of folks that want to have good schools, safe streets, moral values around for Otherwise, the people. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Right, right, right. right. Um, so it's a state-run primary. Any announced? Opponents yet in the uh, Republican one nomination? Uh, other uh, gentleman from Roanoke that oh really that, that announced last week um, oh okay I haven't seen that but uh, but uh, and of course the big the big unknown is Senator Hanger is he going to come into the northern part of that district to, yeah we'll just, and who knows I haven't heard okay I haven't heard uh, I've been I've been I've been running for a year yeah. okay so <laughs> I, I announced That's an last, I, I announced last February uh, had. Uh, Immediately in in you know congressional endorsements with me because I, I had uh, Ben Klein sitting on one shoulder and right. Morgan Griffith sitting on the other and, and my wife standing there with me when I made the announcement last February and we've been working like you know for the whole year trying to get in front of everybody and get to know the district and let everybody know me because if you're from Botetourt or if you're from Roanoke County and you're participating in politics at all I got pretty good name ID down right. there right not you go to you go to Rockbridge. They didn't know me. They do now. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Anyway, well, I would imagine a after there. a year of running, they probably have an have an idea of who you are. You know, I'm sure your your ID numbers are coming up. But anyway, Delegate Chris Head, wish you all the best in crossover uh, today. Hope you get out relatively early. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's a grind. Short sessions are a grind, especially uh, with this redistricting overlay. And it's been an interesting conversation about you know where things are and how people are responding to that new framework, that new redistricting reality. It's, it's, it's always good to be here. All right. Thanks for joining us on the VIP podcast available on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Thanks again to the VCTA Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free for sponsoring this show. Thanks for joining us.